What is going on, Boiler Nation? We are back after a uh, five, six-month hiatus after the NCAA tournament ended. The Boiler Breakdown is back, ready to talk some Boiler football. Tanner Lee in the house, Evan Webb, Andrew Eiler. And Evan, I will let you introduce our special guest. Yeah, we have an awesome special guest here. Um, uh, we've got the president of the Ross State Brigade, Kylie Taylor, here. So, Kylie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So, Kylie, what made you want to get involved with the uh, Ross State Brigade? I guess, I guess, on top of that, did you grow up a Purdue fan before you became a Purdue student? Um. So, no, my dad's a big Notre Dame fan, so oh, I actually grew up sorry watching about that. Notre Dame football. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I hate the <laughs> Notre Dame fans, so. Um, <laughs> But in high school, I was really involved in, like, our student section. I was always, like, one that showed up early. I was kind of ridiculous with our themes sometimes. And uh, when choosing a school, being involved in, like, a student section is something that I wanted to be involved in. And with Purdue being a Big Ten school, like, the atmosphere at football games, I knew it was going to be, like, electric. And my freshman year, we didn't, like, have um, football because of COVID. And then my sophomore year – I joined like Ross A Brigade like I had my freshman year, but they sent out like an email for interviews and they're like, hey, like if you want a shot at like being on our board, like come out. So then we did like officer interviews and then I left the meeting thinking that there was absolutely no chance that I was going to get in. And then uh, um, I got an email later that night and I called my mom was like, mom, they want me. Like, <laughs> But that's kind of how I got my foot in the door. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Evan, were you a member of the brigade when you, when you were in school? I, well, I'm trying. When did it? Do you know when it started, Kylie? Was it um, like 2013? I, that's a great question. I just rewrote our constitution, which was made in 2016. I want to say. Um, so we're more of like a relatively newer mm-hmm. student section. I'm trying to think because background, Kylie. So Tanner and I, we were in school. Um, a long time ago. Um, but I was there for the last two years of Danny Hope and the first years of Daryl Hazel. And I don't know if we had the Ross Aid Brigade. It might have been the very, very like it might have been like the very beginning of Hazel. I'm not sure. I, that's I, the time I, when they started doing like the whole like the furnace and the two yeah. 2012 and all that <laughs> I, embarrassing I, stuff. I um, think it started in twenty eleven, but didn't become oh, really? big till years later yeah. later. And the reason I remember that is I remember uh Coach Hope and Danny Hope always referring to the Ross State Brigade at times. So I don't know. I Maybe, maybe he kind of gave it that name, but didn't really have a actual formed organization around it at the time. I'm not sure, but that's, but anyways, it is now become what it, what it is. And uh, it's bigger and better than ever. And uh, you, you are lucky to be uh, a Purdue student right now <laughs> watching some fun Purdue football. Cause Evan and I could not say the same. Well, getting last in football and basketball in the same year wasn't fun, Tanner? Yeah, not really. Not really. Not really. But yeah, Great times. Uh, yes. Yes. So uh, going into 2023, are there any changes that the Ross State Brigade has made to this year? Um. So one of the biggest changes that we were kind of told about last year, um, and so I was on our executive board, but I was our social media person. And athletics was like, hey, like, we want to talk to you guys because John Purdue Club had kind of like released that we were getting new stadium renovations. And they were telling us that they were putting in like where Tiller Tunnel is and that if we didn't relocate, that we'd be losing seats. And like, obviously, with like 
the success that Purdue football has, like we're filling the stands like an hour well before games. And like, we want students to be excited to come out. Um, and so we kind of just took it as like an opportunity to make our student section like even bigger and better than it has been before. So it's a little bit of an adjustment. The stadium is still under construction as we speak. Um, they told me that it will be done at 7 a.m. Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like meeting a deadline. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Purdue, though. Um, but that it's a little stressful in that aspect just because a lot of what Rossi Brigade does is like our tailgate before all of the games. So I'm not sure how that's going to look. But um, we got a tour of the stadium the other day, which was really cool. And like, standing underneath the jumbotron and like having the team playing in your direction it's i cannot wait for it to be full because it's really 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 cool so that was actually i was like i was gonna ask you did you guys have like any sort of input like because i know that was just being on like the message boards and all that that was kind of a big discussion point of like wow they're gonna move the students like that's kind of like you know it's all it's really cool because we're tanner and i sit we sit directly across from where the students now used to be and it was always cool to, to walk into the same and see that sea of students you know you know, an hour before the game. And that was a question like, you know, if moving the students from that area, you know, right where the, you know, essentially the goal line of, you know, or opposing team might be coming to the opposite end of the stadium, if that was going to, you know, affect how the kind of the atmosphere, did you guys have any say in that? Or was it kind of just like you had to either move there or lose seats? Um, It was, it wasn't like an ultimatum. They were yeah. just like, if you choose like not to move, like you guys are going to lose seats, which isn't what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I think it'll honestly be crazier now that we are in the south end zone, especially when the opposing team is coming that direction. It's going to be, like, hectic over there. Um, at the end of, like, last spring, we met with Walters in his office, and he was like, yeah, I was so excited to come here as the head coach and have my opposing team right in front of the student section, and they're like, oh, but we're moving them. And he's like, man, like, that's what I wanted. Um, but I hope that we won't let him down and that we'll still be absolutely crazy for him this year. I personally think it'll make Ross say louder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. going to remind me of when Mackie, before they renovated Mackie in 2011, I want to say, yeah. when the paint crew was all in on one side of Mackie, along with the band. That's what this is going to remind me of. I think it, yeah. yeah, in that and the addition of what, about 5,000 seats or so, up to a little above 61,000 capacity. So, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see how everything looks and sounds on come Saturday. So the student section is going to be the whole south end zone and then plus kind of some the kind of the, on, on the horseshoe there. Yeah, so we are the entire south end zone and that uh, I think it's the southeast corner all the way until the 30 yard line. Okay. So now kind of what guys, used to be the visit the visiting yeah. teams mm-hmm. section. section. Okay. And then is the Do band you, still on the north side or where's the band? They're going to be in so, front. So yeah, right in front they, of the students. Okay. Yeah, there's like bleachers underneath, like where the standing bleachers are, and that's where like the band is going to sit and play. Um, will you guys do any sort of? Cause I mean, before I assume you was just kind of first come, first serve. Now I'm assuming those seats in the actual South End will be a pretty hot commodity for students. Are you guys going to do any sort of like lottery, like the paint crew does, for like lining up early, or is it just going to be, you know, if you come early, you'll get a better seat, and if not, then you'll be, you know, on the southeast side. Um, it hasn't been something that we talked about just because like seats are more relatively available than like inside mm-hmm. Mackie. Um, the yeah. way that we work is that we do like group signups. If you show up and like you're there for roll call, then like the order in which you come in and sign up with us is the order in which you get to go into the stadium. 
Um, so we have like the groups that will show up, which get to go in early. RAB members get in 15 minutes earlier than general admission, and then general admission follows in behind them. Um, so it really is to your benefit to show up earlier if you wanted mm-hmm. like the better seats. I'm not sure if the south end zone is going to be like a super hot commodity just because it's only standing like there's no oh, that's seats. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm, we're pretty much standing the entire game anyway, and I feel like a bunch of college students aren't going to mind sitting on the ground for 20 minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, is there uh, any planned road trips this year for the brigade? Yes. Um, so we like as an officer like board, we're going to Virginia Tech next weekend. Oh, very oh, cool. Yeah, and then. Um, I'm planning on going to all the away games. I'm from Northwest Indiana, so Northwestern is a relatively easy trip for me. Um, but I am planning to go to Iowa, Nebraska. But then as for like taking students, we got approved to go to Ann Arbor this year. So oh, it's awesome. really, really that cool. Night. cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, it's going to be cold, but it's nothing <laughs> we're afraid of. <laughs> I feel oh, like UCLA awesome. and USC when they join the Big Ten because they have no yeah. idea. <laughs> oh, I, I'm excited to see them play out Minnesota come in November yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, as far as um, campouts, has there ever been a campout for a game for the brigade while you've been at Purdue, or is or is that something that could happen potentially this year, or how does that work? Because I know the paint crew does campouts every once in a while. I didn't know if that if the brigade's allowed to, or if that's something that's been discussed at all. Um. Uh, so I know that like Nittanyville, who is Penn State student section, like they do one before every game. The only one that we do, at least since I've been here, is the Hammerdown Cancer Campout, where we'll sleep outside of Rossay the night before, like the Hammerdown Cancer game. That also is the only game where we do a lottery to get into the stadium. So then we have people like sign up for a cornhole tournament and they like donate to like the link. And then if you win the tournament, then you, your group gets to go in first. Very cool. What, what game is the hammer uh, down cancer? Game? I should know that off the top of my head, but I, I don't. <laughs> I want to say it's Ohio state. Um, but don't, I got you. Hold on. on let's, see. let's see if it says you're on the website. Okay. It's not saying it like I thought it was my bad. I, I know oh, I wait, saw the schedule on. of the promotion. She is right. It is it is Ohio State. State. That's why she's the president. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you got to meet uh, Coach Walters. Uh, I was gonna, that was kind of one of my questions too. Was like, have you got a chance to meet any of the staff, any of the team, and what what's your been what's kind of been your thoughts as like a early impression? Um. So. Uh... Before, like, I was on our executive board, I don't think anybody had really, like, made it a point to kind of, like, bridge the gap between, like, the football team and the student section. And so, like, one of, like, our main goals is, like, to create, like, this unifying effect between, like, us and the football team. So last year we started attending, like, the Jeff Brom show, which kind of got me, like, an idea of how to, like, kind of weasel my way in with, like, athletics, um, like, getting in contact with, like, coach and stuff. Um, but as soon as Walters had like signed the contract, I was already like talking to who our advisor is in athletics. And I was like, when can we meet him? Like, I want to like get my foot in the door. Like, I want to know what he wants from us. Like, I want to make like Ross say absolutely crazy. Um, but I, I really, really like him. We were at the Walters show last night. And I mean, you guys being Purdue alum, the way that somebody talks about Purdue, like it's okay for me to like 
point fingers and like laugh at myself for being a Purdue fan sometimes. But like the way that he talks about Purdue and carries Purdue and how much like he loves the campus and like he didn't think he was going to like like it this much. Like this man said that he wants to retire in West Lafayette. And so as a Purdue fan, it makes me really, really happy that we have a coach who wants to like eat, sleep and breathe like Purdue, which is really, really exciting. And not to say that I don't think Brom did or like didn't at some point. But he was kind of more like very professional and like straight to the point kind of guy where I feel like Walters is extremely enthusiastic and like, I don't know, he's bringing a lot of energy and excitement to the stadium. So I'm really, really excited to see what he has for this season. Yeah, it's a totally different energy the staff's bringing. I watched the uh, Ryan Walters show last night and uh, it it was awesome to, and I saw a picture of it too. I mean, you, you could tell when Walters said the place was packed, but then I saw a picture of it and it was packed there uh down there in the union um but i, I like the comment you made there about brahm because yeah i always felt like brahm was real professional didn't give a lot to the media but i always felt like when he f- kind of flirted with louisville the first time in 2018 after that he kind of had one foot leaning out mm-hmm. out the door a little bit waiting for louisville to open up and i think all purdue fans were just waiting for that day it was kind of it wasn't a a uh if it was just it was a cause of win, um, and to hear Walters already saying um, he wants to retire at Purdue, you know his boys are nine and seven years old. When when they grow up, he wants them to be able to say they're from West Lafayette. That's so refreshing and reassuring to hear. Um, okay, so uh, you you are a senior, correct? Yes. Okay, so what what is your major? My major is elementary education, so I'm okay. going to school to be a teacher. Hey, nothing awesome. wrong with that. The world awesome, needs man. teachers. My my uh, my mom, who's now retired, was an elementary school teacher, so I grew up around the elementary school teachers. So I I have all appreciation and respect in the world for teachers, especially elementary school teachers. And Evan's sister is an elementary school teacher, so um, mm-hmm. I, I know he understands that. And Andrew's mom was a was a school nurse, so she was yeah. in education too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so what, what are plans after graduation? I mean, do you want to stay in the state of Indiana? Do you, are you open to moving out of state? Um, so I think my plan right now is to stay home for like a year or so, so that way I can pay off as many of my student loans as possible. Um, but then I'm pretty much like willing to go wherever. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm excited. Like traveling is something that I want to do. I don't know if I would like be content just like living in one state for a while. Um, it's it's kind of exciting because like it's the first time in my life where I literally could go anywhere and like there's nothing like really like holding me back to where like obviously like I love my parents and all but like I I'm definitely excited to be out on my own and just like kind of sure. do my own thing. Sure, sure. Now for your do you have to do any sort of student teaching like this semester next semester? What, yes. What's your... So I do have my student teaching placement. Um, I'm in a second grade classroom in La- um, in Lafayette at Wyandotte Elementary, which I've been there before and I really liked it there. Um, Evan, I think your sister's in West Lafayette, isn't she? She is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, the school systems down here, I really like them. Um, so I'm not sure if West Lafayette is somewhere I'll stay for a year or if I'm going back home. Um, it kind of just depends on my financial situation when I graduate. So. <laughs> Totally get that. Totally get that. So who's been your favorite uh, Purdue football player to watch during your time at Purdue so far? I know oh, that's I'm a tough so one. I'm glad. No, no, no. It's an easy question. Oh, okay. I think I might know the answer just from your social media. I think I know who it is. Evan, do you want to guess who it is? Is it Payne Durham? 
it is pain syrup. Okay. <laughs> um, I I love pain. Yeah. Um, I so I like I've always like watched college sports, and I haven't been super big into the NFL until I started playing fantasy. Um, and so I didn't have a team to cheer for. And so when Tampa Bay picked up Payne Durham, or like I was even saying like before he like signed there, I was like, whatever team Payne Durham goes to, that's going to be my NFL team. So I am now a, a Bucks fan. So that's a good way to do it. Picking a pro team after after one of your favorite college players. So yeah, Taylor yeah. knows nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I became a uh, yeah, Broncos we're, we're, fan. I was like, "Where's your Orton Broncos jersey back?" <laughs> it's in here. It's just it's, it's literally in the room back here. It's just not hung up on the wall yet. So yeah, I was uh, a little backstory, Carly. I was Tanner when God, when was that Tanner? Oh nine. Years at oh nine. Yeah. yeah. So Tanner <laughs> used to be kind of you know Bears fan, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Bears like Colts. Me. I was kind of a hybrid. Yeah. yeah. And then the day he was ever at my house, the day <laughs> it was announced that the Bears traded Kyle Orton for Jay Cutler, he's I remember he said, All right, I'm a Broncos fan, and he stuck to it. So <laughs> ever since. Ever since. So yes. Um, um I was actually at um the Big Ten student section conference over the summer uh, at the <laughs> University of Minnesota. And we were giving like a presentation and our treasurer and I were working on it and he like made little sly comments underneath like the picture of me and Payne Durham he put on our PowerPoint. So we're giving this presentation to all these Big Ten schools. And underneath my picture with Payne Durham, he goes, a.k.a. Kylie's boyfriend, like in front of like, <laughs> all these Big Ten student section people. But it was funny. Yeah, Payne Durham's definitely my favorite, though, especially after the Music City Bowl when oh. he pulled off like that touchdown. <laughs> that That is, yeah, one of my favorite plays, at least in the last decade of Purdue football. I mean, that's... Uh, Evan, Andrew, and I caught so much smoke from Tennessee fans. I mean, they came after <laughs> us, unlike anything I've I've experienced on social media when that bowl yeah. game was announced. And Evan and I were lucky enough to be on a Tennessee podcast as Purdue yeah. guests, and they were just giving us to us left and right, and didn't hear from them after the bowl game so much. No. So. <laughs> they won that game, Tanner. Didn't you know that? Oh uh, yeah, according to Paul Feinbaum in the yeah. SEC, yeah. But, um, uh, do you have a favorite game that you've attended as as a Purdue student? Um, I have a few favorites. So, I mean, Michigan State's kind of a given because anytime you get the opportunity to rush the field, like that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, the Music City Bowl was really cool. I remember like feeling like I was going to have a heart attack, especially mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter when it kept going back and forth and back and forth. God. And then – when we pulled off the win, I was like, there's no way we just did that. <laughs> um, and then I wasn't, like, at the Iowa game. However, it was, like, the first bonding experience we had with Rab um, when I first got onto, like, our board and where I really, like, started to, like, make friends and stuff. And, like, I kind of worked our social media pages that game as well. Um, and was part of, like, the reason why we had, like, 300 people show up at the airport to, like, cheer on Purdue after they had That's upset awesome. Iowa when they were number two. So I think those three are probably my big favorite. I also was at IU, which was really cool this past year because, obviously, we won the open bucket. But then, like, it solidified our chances of going to the Big Ten Championship. But then again, like, the Big Ten Championship was really cool, too. So there, there's definitely a few good ones. I don't know if I could pick just one. 
That's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm fortunate that like I've had that many experiences, like only like being in the student section for now, like my third year. Um, because I know it always hasn't been like that. The, the, the no. number of games you just rattled off is about as many wins as Tanner and Evan saw in four years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. We did get a rush to field once. It was kind of embarrassing looking back on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beating the Ohio honest. State team that ended up being six and six. We won in overtime. It was fine. Yeah. Blocked well, an we, extra to point. Fair, we didn't want to rush the field, but we were like front row. And we yeah. Were, we were going to get pressure. trampled. Yeah. It was either, yeah. I so. was actually standing next to um, one of Rab's previous presidents, and his name is Stevie, and he was at the Michigan State game. And I'm 5'2", like I'm a relatively tiny human being. And so when he had a feeling that we were going to rush the field, he looks at me and he goes, you need to put one leg over that railing right now or you're <laughs> going to get trampled. So it, it, it was definitely really funny. Um, and I remember seeing pictures of people like kissing the grass. I know one of my friends is taking grass from the stadium for that <laughs> <laughs> so we're a bunch of diehard Purdue fans. Love it, love it, love it. Well, uh, you do you all want to get into uh, talking about this year's team? Let's do it. All right, all right. So, what do we want to do first? Do we want to answer some questions. Do we want to give our record prediction? Do we want to do confident points? I guess just first off, like what's been. Sorry, my lights are flickering in this stupid room. Um, what's so we haven't had a podcast since um, a game that won't be named during basketball in March, season. Yeah, um, yeah, lots yeah. happened. What's kind of been, um, and anybody can answer this. Kind of been your thoughts since you know the end of basketball season now into you know we're a few days away from the opener. Kind of what's been your just overall impression of how the off season's gone. Sorry, um, you, Kylie. I feel like. Um, I feel like you guys probably understand this being Purdue fans, that it's like this cycle that happens where there's like all this anticipation buildup and then you get a tease and then you get let down, but then you get like back up and then let down again. (laughs) Um, So I'm kind of at like the really like anticipation point, like the peak. And then like after how we play against Fresno State will determine how long like we're peaked. Yeah. Yeah, The the cycle was exactly what what I was thinking. I was like, uh, once – Brom left and, you know, losing O'Connell and Charlie Jones, all the guys in the NFL for the first time, I was like, yeah, there's, there's, there's talent, but they're losing a lot. New coach. I'm like, it could be a tough year. And then it's just like, never mind. Now I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just so hard knowing anymore, not only just for Purdue, but the state of college football with the transfer portal and everything. I mean, that you can get guys to fill in gaps. And it's, it's kind of almost a rebuilding year every year for everybody, but some teams to more an extent than others. And I think Purdue's in an interesting position because I wouldn't call it a rebuild because they're defending Big Ten West champions. So I don't really think you can call it a rebuild, but yet they did lose a lot of talent, have a lot of new newcomers, whole new staff. So there's a lot of unknowns, but I think that's what makes Saturday even more exciting. I think Evan texted our group message the other day and said he couldn't remember um, being this excited for a, start a football season in a long, long time. And I think I'm right there with them. I don't know if it's just because I'm, I'm getting older and I have fewer <laughs> things to look forward to or, or, or what, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready to take it to the Bulldogs on Saturday, but uh, a lot of unknown questions in that. I think we'll address a few during the podcast. 
Yeah, I think for me, the excitement partly comes from the fact that I just have no idea what to expect. I feel like in the past years, it's been like, you know, we kind of know what's going on. Either like we know who the quarterback is or we know like who's coming back or, you know, maybe we came off a year like in, you know, going into 2021, came off a, you know, not a great year in 2020. Not that it really counts for anything given the COVID year. Um, but I think just the fact that I have like the fact that I'm not, I'm not going to know anybody on the defense outside of maybe like three players um, just makes me excited to see like I have no idea what's even going to happen um, and I'm ready for it. I think, Evan, I think you said, what, like the first thing you're going to do on Saturday in Ross is go buy a program just so you know. Who, yeah, if they still sell, I don't know if they still there. sell programs, but yeah, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm either, either that or download it before I get to the stadium because I know it won't download when I get in the stadium. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm either going to have to download it before or have a, something yeah. printed out for the first time in a while. Um, but, but, you know, no, it's. I think I think I mean the buzz around Purdue football is pretty high right now. I mean they've sold mm-hmm. a lot of season tickets, over forty thousand season tickets. I think that number's been above what a lot of people around Purdue thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, a good home schedule, good road schedule. I mean, tough, very tough. It's it's one of the tougher ones in the country, but that's also exciting too because there's a lot of opportunities to pull upsets and shock the world and put people on notice, etc. So let, I got a few questions for everybody here. So let me pull up you. Uh, first one's around Purdue's new starting quarterback, Hudson Cart, transfer from Texas. Very talented. We've all heard the hype about him. So I want to see if you guys are buying into the hype. How many touchdowns will Hudson Cart throw this year over or under 25? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to say over. It's the air raid. Yeah. I'm gonna say over. Yeah, I think mm, yeah, is over. It, but it's like it's oh, not gonna be my much though. They're like twenty-eight. Yeah, I think it'll be over too. Um, I know that Card was like the quarterback for Texas when they almost beat Alabama, which mm-hmm. makes me really excited. Um, because Alabama's a really high caliber team. Um so I, I definitely think it'll be over, but I also have definitely bought into all the hype. So <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, he was the like the pretty automatic starter once he arrived on campus, and it sounds like he's worked it. He's worked and earned it as a captain, a clear captain, and everything. But he does have like three career starts, four, maybe? right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he, had a, he probably had a little bit better offensive line down at yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Purdue is a magical place for some people. I feel like Charlie Jones, like if he had not had the season he had at Purdue, he would not have had like the amount of success like with getting drafted in the NFL. So. Who knows what it'll do for Carr? Yep. Yep. Very good point there. And I just hope we can keep him healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Purdue hasn't had a quarterback start every game during a season since David Blau in 2016. So it's been been a little while. Been a little while, but hopefully this is the year. Sticking with offense, will Devin Mockaby rush for 1,000 yards? It was real close last year. I'm going to say no. Just because I think Tyrone Tracy gets a good chunk of the carries that maybe had gone to Devin last year. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna say no as well because with how Walters talked about how they want to run the offense, they want to make it um, a lot more like open. So there's probably going to be more passes instead of running or like vice versa or like utilizing different players instead of just like running the ball when we have absolutely no option. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say no as well. I think what was when was the last time Purdue had a thousand yard rusher? Was it was it Corey Sheets? I don't remember. It was 
did I've read it. It's been like a decade. I thought. I thought it was like a long time at least. But uh, That's a good question. Yeah, same thing. And another thing I thought of, I didn't. I, I kind of forgot about the rules change. I think it came up last night in the Ryan Walters show about the that's right. Yep. The clock not stopping after first down, so that's fewer fewer plays, fewer opportunities. So I think offense as a whole is going to come down just a little bit. Yeah, the clock only stops on first downs in the last two minutes of mm-hmm. each half. So, which is interesting. I mean, they say it's for player safety, but like Coach Walter said last night, it's like ten less plays. I got games, so I don't, I don't really know why they did it. Yeah, but but once they go, hurry up. That's true. That's true. I'm agreeing with everybody for pretty much every reason. Um, Yeah, I think I think the offense can be so spread out, and so many people are gonna get get touches and everything. And and not only Tyron Tracy, but I think Dylan Downing, the guy that's kind of not getting talked about too much, and he he was a workhorse last year at times, and they got a three headed monster there in the backfield, and and we got some other guys that that might get some playing time in the backfield as well that we haven't uh, discussed or read too much about. So, yeah, I, I think he'll still have a good season, but not quite a 1,000 yards. But I think his re- receiving yards will be up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who will lead Purdue in rushing touchdowns this year? I mean, the obvious answer is Mockaby, but, I mean. Could be Card. It could be Card. <laughs> I'm sure I won him running into the end zone. No, probably which. not. And I think Walter <laughs> said that too. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's I think, Mockaby. Yeah. Mockaby. Everybody in agreement there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. This one might be a little more tricky. Who will lead Purdue in receptions <clears throat> this year? I've been going back and forth on this for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> Because I want to say, I feel like. I feel like oh, TJ Sheffield's an easy answer. Um, what about like Garrett Miller if he wasn't missing? That's, it, that's who I really want to say. Yeah. I'm a sucker for the tight end. Um, I know who knows <laughs> when, he, when he's back, though. Um, he might be my answer for a different question. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, like Deion Brooks, maybe. Like, you have no idea. Like I, um, I think I they're going like to get him the ball a lot quickly, short passes. Yeah. So he could be yeah. like when Rondell Moore would catch like 12 passes and like he does now with the Cardinals, where he catches six passes for 13 yards. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I mean, also Abdul Rahman Yassin, like he could have a breakout year. Marshawn uh, Rice, he Marshawn needs to stay Rice healthy, is, but I'm a big Rice fan. Uh, you know, there's you know Zion stepped on. He's not he's not on the two deeps, but um, right. I mean, he could emerge. I'm gonna go with TJ Sheffield just from the stance of like he's a locked in starter and at least these first couple weeks. Yeah, that's kind of what I had talked about with, like, our officers, too. I was like, we need, like, to put together a compiled list for this podcast I'm going on. And the one that we all came to mind with was T.J. Sheffield. Um, But I also know that, like, Payne Durham played a big role. And I know that, um, like, Walter's style of offense is going to be different from Brahms. But if we have, like, a larger tight end who can fulfill, like, that kind of duty, then that could also be an option for us, too. Yep. Uh, another guy. I don't, I, there's another guy I want to mention. I don't think he's. I, I think TJ Sheffield ultimately leads Purdue in receptions. But a, a guy that's a dark horse, I think, is Elijah Canyon, who oh, uh, right. yeah. played a little bit early last year, then got hurt and never yeah. saw any any other action. But playing last year. But he's a, he's a big body wide receiver. Something uh, something. If you look at Purdue's roster size for wide receivers, they don't have a lot of big body wide receivers. So um, if he can stay healthy, he might get a, get a lot of playing time. Uh, all right, sticking with wide receivers, 
who's going to leave Purdue in receiving touchdowns? Garrett Miller. <laughs> I knew that was coming out, of, out of, from, from your previous answer. Yeah, that's that's probably a pretty good – assuming he comes back in a week or two, yeah. that's yeah. a pretty good guess because I think he'll be utilized a lot in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like Andrew? it's going to be pretty spread out because like what we just listed, but there's, there's five different receivers that are – I mean, outside of Sheffield and somewhat Miller, they're kind of all a little bit unknown. So it really yeah. could be pretty even. Um, I'm going to say Burks just because he's gotten a lot of hype from Walters and Camp and everything like that and as kind of being their big play guy maybe. Um, with this one again, I'm going to go with Sheffield just because uh, there's a, like they had like made the QB like wide receiver connection between uh, Charlie Jones and Aiden O'Connell last year. And from what it looks like, they're marketing like TJ Sheffield to be Hudson Card's guy. Um, mm-hmm. So that's who I'm going to go with. I thought, I thought that too is maybe like like a Devin Mockaby too, like you know, out of the backfield, especially yeah. like in the red zone. Tracy even like even like receptions, yeah. like we didn't mention him. Like he could like again yeah. just those dump offs. But yeah, I, I I think I should just piggyback off her answer. I, I like the, <laughs> I like I like the Hudson Card TJ Sheffield connection uh, related to Aiden and Charlie last year. I like that. Uh, I mean, I want I want to just go different and say Mar- Marshawn Rice, but I. Uh, I don't know. I, I think nope. Sheffield's nope. kind of a touchdown machine. Hey, Paul's <laughs> Paul produces. Paul produces. Yeah. I, tight end room's got to be good. Tight end room's got to yep. be four deep. I think this year. So uh, we got an update here on a college football game from loyal viewer Thad Mooney. Utah seven, Florida zero, Nebraska zero, Minnesota zero in the first quarter. Florida three. Oh, three. Yeah, <laughs> Re- reading's hard. Reading's hard. Thank you. All right, two more questions here. Uh, this time, the defense side of the ball. Oh, Who's going to lead Purdue in sacks? Nick. Uh, yeah, this is the only defender I can name. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, he's, he's he's got a little right. bet with the uh, one of the guest players last night on the Ryan Walter show. Kydron Jenkins, Kydron Jenkins, and 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 Corton have a have a little bet against each other and. <laughs> And Kyron Jenkins accidentally said what the bet was, said it was $100, and Tim Newton's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean, <laughs> you, you mean play money, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think I might go with Kyron Jenkins just to be different because I can't think of another one. Uh, Who do you think, Kylie? He- we had said Nick Scorton, but we had to like pull up the roster because we all knew him as like Nick Carraway, and I was like, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he changed his name. At least he kept his number. If he yeah, would have yeah, changed the name and number, it would have been really <laughs> bad. But yeah, I mean, there's newcomers along the defensive line, too. Uh, uh, linebackers, I mean, I would love to Friani Karloftis to have a breakout, but I don't think he's a, quite the pass rusher his brother is. Right. A uh, little different position, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Kydron Jenkins as well. Andrew, have any anybody else? No, uh, I mean Yanni Karloff. This would be cool, but I don't know what, if he's going to be in the pass rusher as much. Kind of come out of nowhere, be kind of cool, right? And lastly, who will lead Purdue in interceptions? This is the other one. Is, is there uh, outside of I guess like Sanusi Kane? Is there like someone in the secondary that's returning? <laughs> Kim Allen is probably oh, yeah, the yeah, easy yeah, guess. Allen, yeah. He had yeah. I think five last year. I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna go Dylan Thieneman. 
Ooh, the freshman. freshman. The freshman, yeah. He's supposedly starting, so and he's uh, got some speed. I got a quick trivia question for uh, all three of you. Uh, Evan and Andrew might have a better guess because they've been Purdue fans longer, but supposedly uh is the first true freshman to start safety for Purdue for week one since whom? I heard this, and I cannot think of the guy's name. Mid two thousands. I'll give you. I'll so, give you a so, hint. so if, if you couldn't remember his name, and it's not like there were like two obvious guesses I had that would have just been yeah. because of their history at safety at Purdue. But yeah, there was one. There was one. There was one since Stuart Swagger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Swagger um, was one, and then I was gonna say Bernard Pollard was the other one. The other guess, but it, he probably started two actually. So there might have been two since Swagger. I forgot about Pollard, but there's been one since Pollard. So. I, you're going to say it, I'm going to be I'm going to hate myself because I know that it's on the tip of my tongue, but I cannot think of it. Do you have a guess, Kylie? No, considering I was a Notre Dame fan during that period, <laughs> I would have no idea. Brandon Irwin. God. Yeah. He yeah, didn't, he didn't finish his career at Purdue. He didn't no, play yeah, all four I, I years. So. I wouldn't have gotten <laughs> I heard it the other day, and I yeah. completely forgot. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go Cam Allen for the interceptions. Um. I think there's a couple sleepers out there though. Some other guys that'll they'll keep it close. You got to bounce, Andrew. I do. I have to go right. Dalton calling. So uh, <laughs> I just right. it, so when you guys get there, you can get to my my confidence picks and. Yep. Uh, we we and got record, your predictions. So, uh, I like I like your I like your record predictions. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Good All right, Andrew. Good yep. Night, good holiday. See you guys. Yep. See, See ya. All right. Uh, then there were three. Then there were three. Um, did did everybody say their leader for interceptions? Yeah. 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 Cam Allen. Cam Allen. Yeah. 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 I was glad to see him come back. I was kind of surprised yeah. to see him coming back and using this COVID year, but I feel like the Twitter fan base had some type of influence on that because. <laughs> I remember checking Twitter and like, especially with Devin Mockaby was like the one like, oh my God, is he going to go to Louisville? And then he posted the gif from Wolf of Wall Street and everyone went crazy. <laughs> I remember that. Um, but I, re- yeah. I remember Cam Allen like kind of thinking like, is it even like worth it for me to like be at Purdue this last year? And I, I really think it'll be worthwhile for him to be here because he is like explosive on the defense. So I really hope that things work out in his favor this year and that it proves him right to stay with us. I do too. Like after we got all these transfers, I was like, man, I hope, I hope he does not get lost in the shuffle. You know, especially like you know, new coaching staff. He wants to play. Like, maybe wants to play his guys, sort of thing. But so when the the two deeps came out, I was happy to see that he was yeah. penciled in as a starter. Yep, yep. I uh, you got to give it up to the guys, especially the upperclassmen who decided to stay because it could have been easy, probably for them to head down south into Kentucky and play for Louisville, mm-hmm. assuming uh, Brom Corp wanted wanted them, right. but. Uh, because because they they even nabbed uh, one or two of our guys after spring ball so mm-hmm. um, yep. and Jack yep. Plummer like and Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Brom loves himself <laughs> Jack Plummer I I you know Jack's a gr- good guy <laughs> good guy but I I just don't I don't understand it but uh, hey he gets his third crack at Notre Dame this year he had, he's zero and two gets gets another crack at Indiana too. That's true, yeah. This will be his third crack in Notre Dame with his third team. <laughs> wow. See, yeah. Purdue and then Cal last year. And then I guess at least he gets oh, them at home this year. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will be rooting hard for Louisville two games this year. Yep. 
the rest we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. No, no, I'm uh, very thankful for what Jeff Brom and staff did yeah. for, for Purdue football. I will always be. But All right. Well, we will move on now. Uh, let's go to our confident points. Uh, we did this last year where we went through every game on Purdue's schedule, gave our confident points from one being the least confident that we, we are in Purdue pulling that victory about set upset. I guess one would be an upset, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and 12 being our most confident. So we'll start with uh, this week's game with Fresno State. Andrew sent his confident points, and Andrew puts nine on this game. What'd you put, Kylie? I put five. Um, five. Just because oh. Fresno State's going on a winning streak. I think they mm-hmm. were like ten and two last year. Yep. Um, and at the Walter show, he talked about how they had lost um a little bit of their offense, but it seems like that they did really well in the portal. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I don't know. That it's like the first game that Walter mm-hmm. has as our head coach, so it's a little nerve wracking on his end. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with five for Fresno. Yeah, I originally had this as a nine, but I bumped it down to eight just because of the fact that it's the first first game. I have no idea what this team is going to be about. And like Fresno State's got a great coach and great coaching mm-hmm. staff. They've been around a long time. And with I think I heard, I think it was on Bold Sports that the coaches coached like 160 games or something like that. And this will be Walter's first game. So you got that. But I ended up uh, putting them in at eight. I went eight as well, Evan. Uh, great minds think alike. Yeah, Jeff Tedford. This is his second year at Fresno State. He took over for Caitlin DeBoer, who uh, oh, at Washington. Right. Yeah, uh, but he is. Uh, he went. They went ten to four last year and won the Mountain West. He's got overall head coaching record of one hundred eighteen wins, seventy five losses. And their defensive coordinator Kevin Coyle used to be a defensive coordinator coordinator in the pros, uh, especially for Miami, Miami Dolphins down there. They've had four 10-win seasons in their last six seasons. So um, Fresno State is no joke of a program. They are a pretty darn good program outside of the mm-hmm. Power Five. Uh, like Kylie was saying, they did do some good work in the portal. They got uh, Mikey Keene as their portal quarterback. He's transferring from UCF. Uh, he didn't get a ton of action last year because uh, Dylan Gabriel's down there, but in 2021 he threw 17 touchdowns. Um, they did lose – a lot of their uh, rushing attack and receiving attack. Uh, I think their leading returning receiver was fourth on the team reception with 37 yards. That was Eric Brooks. Uh, Jalen Gills, a Boston College transfer. Uh, their offensive line is supposed to be the strength of their offense. They protect the quarterback pretty well. Um, and according to some of the Fresno State beat writers, they think the defense will be the strength of the team compared to the offense. They had 30 sacks last year, but they lost 11 and a half of those just by one player leaving. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> but their, their defensive backs are supposed to be the strength of their team. Cam Lockridge uh, led the team in tackles and with five interceptions last year. So, uh, so yeah, Purdue's, Purdue's got to play some solid Not football. Not making me any more confident. <laughs> um, I think it's a three and a half spread. We'll get to our actual score prediction later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel good about having eight confident points on there. Uh, then next week, uh, the Boilers go on the road to uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, uh, to take on Virginia Tech at Lane Stadium. Not the Virginia Tech team or program they were probably a decade ago, but still a very tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Inter Sandman still one of the coolest traditions in college sports. So uh, Andrew put seven confident points on that one. What'd you put, Kyle? I had four. <laughs> <laughs> I also had seven. I had seven as well. 
So it's, uh, yeah, it will not be an easy one, but uh, hopefully the Boilers fare better than they did in 2015. Yes. <laughs> um, week three is going to be a fun game. It's a rematch from the still frustrating Carrier Dome. I'm calling it Carrier Dome. I don't remember what the actual name <laughs> of the, their dome is anymore. I didn't know they uh, changed the name. So. <laughs> yeah, they did last year. I forget what it is. It's something wireless. I don't know. Um, frustrating lost Syracuse last year. Get get a chance of revenge in the home and home. Uh, it's a night game. It's NBC, so produced first NBC. Um, I think first NBC night game ever because the only other time they played on NBC was at Notre Dame. It was never a night. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's everybody's confident points against the Orange? What Andrew? Put? I had. I'm sorry, Andrew Robert. put ten. I had six, um, six, just because that that loss really made me angry last year. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> And then I, I'm pretty sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Syracuse was ranked at the end of last season or like towards the end of the – for the majority of the season, I'm pretty sure that they were ranked at some point. They started off 6-0 and and got ranked, yeah. and then they finished 7-6. and <laughs> So they, they, very, they stumbled along the way. But, yeah, they were ranked for a good chunk of the season there for a while. I had them as 10 as well, um, simply just because it's a home game. (laughs) Um, I know there's not a ton of, you know, leftovers from last year's team that would have been at least played an integral part in that game. But hopefully those who were around can remind the newcomers of how stupid that ending was. Um, Yeah, yeah, Syracuse lost a lot of talent too, but they got their stud wide receiver and quarterback back, so – Oh, I didn't realize his quarterback was still back. But they lost uh, their running back. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He was really good. Um, Carter. Oh, well, the quarterback who like couldn't like did horrible against us, except the last like his like only completion sure. in the last in the fourth quarter was that uh-huh. touchdown. Uh huh. Oh, that was dumb. Yeah, back to back personal foul penalties will do that to you when they're yeah. kicking off from the fifty. So uh, then after that, uh, the Boilers. Um, have a foe that has not been kind to them <laughs> dating back since 2003 because Purdue has not beat them since 2003. That's the Wisconsin Badgers. Luke Fickle, new head coach there, coming into Ross State on a Friday night. Friday night under the lights. Kylie, um, when were you born? I don't even want to know this answer. But um, so we we okay. So we were at the Big Ten student section conference, right? And like you know how like Minnesota and Wisconsin are like Purdue and IU, and like mm-hmm. Wisconsin was not there. So like there was a ton of Wisconsin slander, but I had pulled up the statistic, and the incoming freshmen for this year were not even born yet when the last time Purdue beat Wisconsin. I was born in two thousand one, so like they did beat them, but Jesus like. Now <laughs> And the sad thing is, most of those losses weren't even close. No, <laughs> they just, weren't. They weren't. Drummings, um, including last student. year's. That was a that yeah. was a disappointment last year. But New was Year fourteen was like yeah, that uh, was my twenty first birthday, and we were at Camp Randall. Um, hey, good place yeah, to great place for a twenty first birthday though. <laughs> they don't sell alcohol at Camp Randall, so I couldn't even That's buy right. myself a drink. But everything but... around Camp Randall is awesome though. Oh yeah, jump, um, I'm pretty sure. It's jump around jump around um, yeah. yeah that was terrifying being like all the way up <laughs> where we were and i'm like oh the stadium's shaking but it was cool that's very cool very cool uh let's see what andrew put because andrew lives in the great state of wisconsin uh Isn't he put ah, well you know i was giving him credit <laughs> they got they make good cheese um three he put three i had them at three too i have them at three as well i have them at two and the reason why i don't have them at one 
because I, I wanted to put them at one because again i'll believe it when i see it because it hasn't been since 2003 yeah. um is because it's at home and like that one you know just the fact that's at home gives it the a bump up of over what my one confidence point is I thought about putting them at two. I never thought about putting them at one just because of one opponent. I th- I think we probably will all have at one, but I could be mistaken. But the reason I put them at three, I just think the team I have at one and two is just that much better than they are. But we'll see. Luke Pickle can really coach. He can really coach. Well, uh, the thing that was brought up on another part of the Bullet Sports podcast they were talking about is, you know, because he's brought in kind of an air raid offense as well. So it's like, yep. will that kind of like maybe yep. even the playing field? Because before it was just, you know, Wisconsin would just run down our throats because we couldn't stop the run. And then we just see someone or three running backs in one game all run for like 200 yards each. Um, but maybe with an air raid, maybe it kind of levels the playing field. Or, well, not. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how Purdue and Wisconsin, especially Purdue with Graham Harrell as the new offensive coordinator and, and who they're paying big boy money to, what his air raid offense is going to look like. Because I feel like a lot of college football fans hear air raid. You think of the old Mike Mike Leach offense right away where they literally ran it maybe five times, ten times a game, but pass, pass, pass. I don't think it's going to be that extreme, but I still think it will probably be 60% pass, 40% run or something around there. So I would say we probably average about ten more passes per game, but I could be way off. I could be way off. So uh, We then uh, – uh, have another home game, another night game. We're, we're really blessed with the night home games early on this season. Uh, homecoming against Illinois, which storylines all over the place for this one. Andrew's got eight on this one. I would agree with Andrew. I also was at eight. Sorry, I was looking at the, our question in the uh, the chat. I know this guy. Um, I have Illinois as a nine. I have Illinois as nine as well, and the Question that Evan's referring to from Cameron Day here on Facebook. How soon will Ryan Walters hold his hat like Hazel? I hope never. Hopefully never. (laughs) never. Didn't work out so well for Daryl. So, Uh, yeah, I'm good without anybody hazeling their hat anytime soon. Yeah. But, yeah, that game is going to be fun. I mean, not only is it a rivalry game, I think the the Walters dynamic with Bielema is going to raise the rivalry higher than Mm -hmm. it has been in a long time. And just storylines are all over the place. They write well, even just like the little dig he took, not only on the Walter show last night, but even like on the This Is Pretty podcast, he mentioned yes. about how like when they came to Purdue <laughs> and you know the Ross Brigade was out, you know, hours before the game even started, packing the place because we couldn't even get places people to come an hour and a half away over yeah. in Champaign, which we, we talked about. I mean, last year during the Illinois game, when you know their their potential bid for the West champion was on the line, and like it was just empty. Yeah, when we. When we had met with Walters in the spring and how we told him how we were really excited for him to be at Ross Day because I truly believe that we have some of the best fans in the entire country, like Big Ten. Like, I feel like we could put the SEC to shame if we really wanted to. But he's like, yeah, when you guys drove all the way to Champaign last year and they did a card stunt and we could not read what it said. And he was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I can't even see, like, what our side's supposed to say. And we have Purdue yelling, like, P-U-R-D-U-E up in the stands because they're yelling I-L-L. Like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> it was a little that's embarrassing awesome. on their end. Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I've uh, That's the big thing. I've been there twice uh, when I was a student at Purdue. I made the road trip over there twice. And not, a, not an impressive football atmosphere over there. So, yeah, we definitely do it up right here. Um, we then traveled to Iowa Kinnick stadium, a place where the, uh, previous staff had a lot of success, um, an opponent they had a lot of success against as well in Iowa. 
Um, but I was going to be, I think, pretty good this year. This is a night game as well, so that's uncharted oh, territory. Oh, I forgot about that crap. Uh, NBC <laughs> night game. Andrew's got four confident points on this one. Okay, I have five, so I'm not too far off of them. I have seven. I like I the it. way you think, even though I have four. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Just... My my thought for five was like, I mean, it's again, it's like we've had success there. You know, again, it was a previous regime, but like, I just feel like that, that's a team that with a lot of other teams, they get scared to go up there and Purdue just for some reason doesn't yep. kind of same way with like Ohio state, at least when they come to Ross aid, when we play in Columbus, it's a little different story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, and also, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how their offense is going to be. Obviously their defense is going to be incredible. Um, I didn't realize that there was a whole thing going on with, uh, Ferentz's son. Like if he, if they don't average like a certain amount of points, then he's going to be yep. fired. <laughs> yep. yep. But also it counts if field goals and defensive touchdowns count towards that, which is stupid. It, it, that's got Kirk Ferentz written all over it. I think the AD wanted to make, wanted him to fire his son. He didn't want to. So he just begged and pleaded and that was worked out. But then he still pulled weight and said, well, yeah, field goals and, and, and even touchdowns are going to count towards this. Yeah, interesting interesting stuff up there in Iowa City. Well, Evan, you were just mentioning Ohio State. You know, they kind of fear coming to Ross-Aid. Well, they're coming to Ross-Aid again this year, our lone home game in October. It's a noon kickoff, which uh, I, I wish it was 3.30 or a night game because mm-hmm. then, then you get the, the upset feelings even more. But, but it is like, I mean, I think you brought it up when, when it was announced. Like, it is big noon on it Fox. Is. Yeah, is it, cool. yeah, yeah, right. But, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd much rather it be later um, just from a personal standpoint. I, I think Ohio State's going to be really good this year, but, I mean, they're talented every year. Um, Andrew has two confident points on this one. I have three. I have two. I have two as well. I have three because it's not Wisconsin, and it's at home. So which is they would have been two had it been at Ohio State or maybe even one. But the fact that it's at home and just the last time we all know what happened last time they came to Ross Aid. Um, so I'm hoping we have. I uh, believe uh, Purdue Purdue is three and one against Ohio State in Ross Aid. I thought somebody had told me that statistic the other day. Definitely so. probably in the last because well, we won in 2018. They did we play them at home in the Hazel Air Tanner? Yeah, we we got absolutely. Yeah, we got, it was, yeah. I think it was forty nine or fifty six zero a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think that was the only time we played them. We though. thankfully missed the Hazel Air, Kylie. My yeah. God. <laughs> and oh then my we God. and then we beat them in two thousand eleven and two thousand nine yep. at home. Yeah, and should have beat them at two thousand twelve and close. Still yeah. one of my most frustrating losses um, ever. Um, We'll hit on this question here real quick. Um, Cameron Day on face Facebook. How's our office going to look this year with Aiden gone? Are we going to be able to score tutties? More tutties than last year. Book it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of wait and see what we see Saturday, but I I think I think we're going to go. The office is going to go as Hudson Card goes. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I think I think we'll put up some points, but I also think this is I, I'm more intrigued by the defense than I've been in a long time in a Purdue team. Uh, yeah, and I think hundred percent. I want to see how good the defense is gonna be come game twelve compared to how they're gonna be this Saturday on game one. Mm-hmm. So but I, I still have a lot of hope for the offense. Uh maybe not quite as high powered as last year's, but hey, plenty of opportunity for guys to step up. 
All right, after Ohio State, we go to Nebraska, a team that Purdue had pretty good success with. Uh, new coach there, Matt Rule. Uh, unfortunately, they finally got rid of Scott Frost. Um, Andrew has currently down three nothing. It's Minnesota. Uh, you have eight minutes, eight forty-two left in the. Sounds like a quarter. barn burner there on Fox tonight. Uh, Andrew has six points on this game. <laughs> I have a four, just because I don't know. I I like Matt Rule. I think he's a program builder. Um, yeah, I'm very sad to see Scott Frost yeah. and all his incompetence leave yep. Lincoln. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a lot. Kind of like I just I just don't know about them. So that's kind of why I have them lower, like than I would Iowa, just because I know more about Iowa, but. I have them at a nine. Um, Love it. (laughs) Strictly on the basis that I think Nebraska football fans are the equivalent of UNC basketball fans. I haven't heard that. I like that. I like that, that. that, though. Like, like UNC, like they're they're good. Like, don't get me wrong, but I feel like a lot of people bought into the hype when Michael Jordan was there, and a lot of people bought into the hype with Nebraska when their football was good, like eons ago. Like. Grow up. Dude, that was the nineties. Let's not say eons ago. <laughs> we, were, we were alive in the 90s. Yeah, that, that is true, but okay, well, you guys weren't that old in the nineties. No, we weren't. So... No, we weren't. Yeah. It, it, yeah, they haven't been that great since the Tom Osborne days. And if the Big Ten had to do it over, it'd be interesting if they would grab Nebraska. Or Rutgers. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, they did that strictly for TV. Nebraska yeah. was the really after Texas went with the Longhorn Network. Nebraska was the first domino to fall back in 2011 or 12, whatever that was. And then now here we are, 11 years later, and everybody's just hopping conferences left and right. So uh, I have five competent points on this game. So yeah, we'll see where Nebraska is come October. Uh, Purdue then travels up to Ann Arbor in Michigan. Andrew's got one confident point on this one. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I figure we all can agree <laughs> to that one. Yeah. Yeah. They are. In, I mean, like, obviously, I mean, the Big Ten Championship, obviously, all three of us were there. Um, I, th- that first half was, I mean, the fact that we hung with them was really encouraging, but then they definitely kind of flexed their muscle and showed why they won as many games as they did. Um, yeah, but then they choked when it really mattered, so... That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, they're they're a machine. Yeah, they're ranked number two in the preseason rankings. The uh, quarterback's good. Running backs arguably the best in country. Defense is scary good. I mean, their head coach has spent the first three games, but it's not going to matter. They play cupcake, cupcake, cupcake. So um, yeah, they're going to be really, really tough. First time Purdue has played Michigan besides the Big Ten championship game since 2011. Or 2012, excuse me. First time they've played up in Ann Arbor since 2011. That's pretty crazy. It's been 12 years since Purdue's played up in Ann Arbor. So, um, yep, largest stadium in the country. But uh, I want to go, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to swing it. Would love to make the amazing blue fans go home sad that day. Uh, after that, we uh, welcome PJ Fleck and his boat rowers, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Um. Always a fun opponent to beat. Uh, one that kind of had Jeff Brom's number, but thankfully we got the W there last year. Hard fought win. Andrew's got five confident points on this one. I have six. I have six. I have ten. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. They did lose a lot. They did. Yeah. yeah um. They still have Ibrahim, don't they? Or did he? I, I believe. He I believe he left. Okay. Yeah, he left. Yeah. That they um, have uh, 
uh, sorry to interrupt you. They have uh, what was his name, Autumn Bell or whatever. He's there for a sixth oh, year. Oh yeah, that wide receiver. He's never gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird is like thinking back to when because obviously Fleck and Brom were hired the same off season. Yep. And like, had you asked, I mean, I'm pretty sure we talked about it back then, but like, if, if had you asked me, I would have probably put my very small paycheck on the fact that PJ Fleck was not going to outlast Brom at 100%. their respective schools. And I'm glad I didn't make that bet. No, 100%. <laughs> I thought he had job hopper going yeah, to the SEC. Two years, yeah. Uh, he had him. like win eight, nine games and then, yeah, jump all somewhere. But um, the one thing that I do admire uh, PJ Fleck for is when we were in Minnesota, we were getting a tour of like their stadium and like their facilities and the whole like row the boat thing that he started at Minnesota, the way that Walters is acting, like it kind of gives me hope that he's kind of like going to build the fan base into like his own thing, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I can get behind that. Some, yeah. some energy. Yep. I mean, you know, Coach Walters is only 37 years old. He's got some staff members even younger than that. So they're relating with the players well, bringing just a whole new vibe. Yeah, there's always a fine line between, like, being, like, the energetic coach and then being phony because you kind of see it, like, or like having your shtick kind of wear itself out. We kind of saw it. We're kind of seeing it with Tom Allen down south. Like, you know, 2019, <laughs> he was, like, you would think he was the greatest coach to ever coach football. And then now his whole thing is, like, people are kind of getting a little tired of what he's doing down there. Yep, yep. Got a few comments here. Um, Cameron Day said, thanks for taking my call. You guys should collab with Big Time Boilers. Heard they're great guys. <laughs> and then we got three comments here on YouTube from Patrick Kennedy. Uh, Ohio State fans are the worst, he Amen. says. They are pretty bad. Uh, Ross said 62,000 seats. Yeah, just under, which is awesome. And row the boat down Wabash <laughs> River. Yikes. <laughs> my dis- my, the boat might disintegrate. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, two more games to put confident points on here. Uh, travel to Evanston to play the Northwestern Wildcats who talk about yikes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not going to be a good season for the, for the Wildcats in purple there. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't see them winning a conference game to be honest. I, I don't see that. And that's why uh, that's my 12 pointer. Same. Mine too. Um, I know we had a fan hold up a sign when we played them that they had only won outside of the U.S. Yep, they were. Yeah, they won in Ireland against Nebraska last year. <laughs> it's wow. Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that. I'm surprised they kept as many guys as they did. Yeah. I thought they were going to lose about everybody in the transfer portal after everything mm-hmm. went down the way it did. But Andrew actually has 11 on it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I went back and forth between 12 and 11, but the reason I went with 12 is because the reason I went with Northwestern is 12 because they're an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, and because of this next game that we're going to be talking about is just because it's a rivalry game. That's it, I, it gave me that slight hesitation of bumping it down to 11. And that would be the annual Old Oaken Bucket game, the weekend of Thanksgiving. Hoosiers coming to ross The Hoosiers, I think, are, what, 6-18 the last two years since their miraculous 2020 season, which they still lost their bowl game and put uh, (laughs) – were so mad at the Big Ten, they took the patch off and everything. Um, (laughs) And they spelled their school wrong on their jerseys. Yes, yes. Um, Things are going great down there. They got a new uh, (laughs) (laughs) great-looking – Nice little patio they got going on down there. Patio with uh, lawn chairs. Ikea furniture, yeah. <laughs> yeah Andrew's got have you seen uh, that video, Kylie. Twelve points. What? Have you seen the video? No, I have not. 
so they introduced a, a suite and they're essentially like similar to our south end zone um it's a suite um it looks like they just yeah, went out and bought ikea furniture and put it like put some bar tables and like now they're gonna charge sweet prices for it i mean like i mean our south end zone was not great but at least we didn't like you know make people pay sweet prices for it yikes yeah, yeah. they got yeah. roasted by their own fans so they're they good sports about it yeah but... you mean that by notre dame fans <laughs> um <laughs> um Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I gotta ask this real quick though, since we brought that up. Please tell me your dad's not a reversible fan, which is Notre Dame football, IU basketball. Oh no, 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 no. Um, this man will root for Purdue as long as they're not playing Notre Dame, and he roots for Purdue basketball. So all right, that was right. in my book. And it, he right. hasn't always paid it to, like he rooted for IU basketball back when what's his name was there i can't bob knight yes Uh, but that was like the only time i had known of and then ever since like uh, i think it was isaac haas in like the year that they went to sweet 16 is when my dad started to follow purdue basketball and now that i'm there like he'll even watch it when i'm not even at home he's like what are the boilermakers doing like (laughs) very cool very cool i I just had to ask that because we know a lot of people uh, we, we both grew up in Northern Indiana. We know a lot of people who are, we call reversibles to wear, you know, they're, they're wearing uh, Notre Dame football stuff. And then when Notre Dame loses their second or third game of the season, all of a sudden the IU basketball shirts are coming out. So <laughs> yeah, no, he's not like that. <laughs> good. good. Those are the worst people on earth. So <laughs> um, I have this game for 11. Same. Me too. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I would have put it at 12, um, but um. Northwestern is just a dumpster fire. In my father, Eric Leeson, and his confident points, I'll go from least all the way up. He's got Michigan 1, Ohio State 2, Wisconsin 3, Iowa 4, Nebraska 5, Minnesota 6, Virginia Tech 7, Illinois 8, Fresno 9, Syracuse 10, Northwestern 11, Indiana 12. So pretty similar, pretty similar. So, All right, with all that, said what is everybody's record prediction andrew's got the boilers going 500 six and six which would get them into a bowl which i think a lot of purdue fans would view it as a very successful season um i was telling a buddy of mine last night i hope purdue fans are patient with mm-hmm. this team even if god forbid we lose saturday it's not the end of the world still got to be patient i mean joe tiller lost his first game at purdue did just fine Jeff Brom lost his first game at Purdue. Did just fine. Daryl Hazel lost his first game. Did not do fine. Didn't do fine. <laughs> Danny Hope won won his first game at Purdue. Didn't do very well. So no. it's not the end of the world. I, I expect a tough game Saturday. But uh, what's what's everybody's season record prediction? And we could even incorporate what would be your ceiling in your basement as well. Um, I have the Boilermakers going eight and four. I love it. Um, Our losses I have is Fresno State, Virginia Tech, Iowa, and Michigan. So you have us starting out 0 2 and still getting eight wins. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wow. That would be a heck of a job. My my thought process is there's going to be an adjustment and they're going to come back and fight really hard for Virginia Tech if we lose. And then it's going to be a game on from there on out. All right. If we go eight and four again, oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) 
build a statue now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got us going six and six. Six and six. Um, yeah, I have us winning uh, all three non-cons game, all three non-cons, and then um, Illinois uh, or Northwestern and Indiana. I think it's, I think my ceiling is probably seven and five, maybe like taking on Minnesota, um, and then yeah, floor probably four and eight. I don't know. I think I, I'm going six and six as well. I've changed. I, I do you another change, n- another, podcast. another podcast. I, I did. F- <laughs> I said five and seven money on my other podcast, and I've I've convinced myself since Monday. I, I've chalked up a different win in there that I didn't have, and that would uh, that is uh, Minnesota. I've talked myself into okay. the Minnesota game, um, but uh, uh, even though I got higher confidence points on, on Virginia Tech, I still that, that road game it bothers me. Um, so I got wins over Indiana, Northwestern, Syracuse, Illinois, Fresno, and Minnesota would be my six. I think ceiling for me would be eight and four. So I really like your eight and four prediction. I, I'm all, all on board with that. I think basement, if everything goes wrong, would be about three and nine, I think. But I mean, that would be if injuries and just all sorts of things. So hopefully we don't have to, have to worry about that. But, uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to the season in on Saturday. So last thing to do, score prediction for Saturday. Go ahead, Kylie. I'm still thinking. Um, she put herself in a corner here by saying Fresno was going to win. Um, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be like 9 and 14. Ooh. Okay. So, so you think Purdue gets three field goals? Um, I think they get a touchdown and a field Same. goal. Okay. Oh, okay. the next point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I will go. Purdue wins twenty four twenty one. I was gonna say Purdue wins twenty eight twenty four. Yeah, I think it's a relatively lower scoring game. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's gonna come down to discipline, special teams play. I think, I think. So. Which in the first game, special teams is always interesting because you don't really they don't really practice live special teams right. in practice. So it's like, God forbid, you know, fumble, punt, or breakdowns happen and they return it. But well, I'm interested is interested to see who's gonna be kick returner and punt returner too. Have they not said? I, they said I, I thought like Dylan Downing. Um, Was it Dylan? I thought I thought so. They have him listed as both running back and on special teams, and that's the only thing I could think of that he would be doing for special teams. Let me see. I got the depth chart here on my phone. Was it Dion? It was Tracy and Downing for uh, kick returner. Okay. And then Marquise Wilson punt returner with Sheffield. Oh, that's what it was. That 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 confused me. I was like, man, because he's supposed to be kind of like one of the better defensive backs we have, and like the fact you put him there on punt returns. Same thing we had Rondell Moore back there. I was like, what are we doing? Well, <laughs> like, that's, that's get him out of there. Th- that's exactly my thought process. That's why I don't mind having Tracy and Downing back there, even though I think they'll be big parts of the offense. They're not probably every game starters. Yeah. Whereas Marquise Wilson's one of your starting cornerbacks. I don't yeah. know if I like. And in Sheffield, I don't want him back there. No. Just, I mean, unless he's got a fair catch every time. You know, Charlie Jones kind of – Charlie, Charlie. I mean, he's a great returner. That's how he made the Bengals. He's going to be their punt returner, which kudos to Chuck Sizzle there. Um, 
But I think like, it, I think as the year went on last year and he was banged up, he like said, "Okay, I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna fair catch stuff." Yeah, so it's not worth which, it. Which 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 there's there's a lot to say in that because we've 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 seen a lot of uh, horrific uh, muff punts in, in our day, haven't yes. we, Evan? So, uh, so. yeah. Uh, a couple questions. Have, oh, oh, what were you going to say, Tan? A couple questions here from Patrick Kennedy on uh, oh, YouTube. Yeah. What game will Purdue upset win? Well, so what game will Purdue pull an upset? Ohio State. Love I it. hope so. Um, we have um, like people from this the conference that we were at that are coming in for that game because it's Ohio State's break. So I really hope that they get to experience an upset in Ross Aid while they're there. Very cool. I'll say, yeah, that'd be my pick where, like, uh, I could see I – mean, I would assume maybe, like, a Minnesota's probably going to be favored when they come in, or even, like, maybe in, in Illinois could be favored when they come in just because of the, it depends on kind of how we start. But – Maybe this is finally the year. Maybe this is finally the year we get Wisconsin. I might cry. It, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a Friday night. Maybe that's what it <laughs> – Yeah, what it, it doesn't say, like, we, we takes can't beat them on long. Saturdays. Yeah, we can't beat them on Saturdays. We're going to change the day of the game. <laughs> And, Twenty uh, years in the making, and I want—I wonder, you know, that one thing with Friday nights sometimes they're not well as well attended because they're hard to get to. I mm-hmm. wonder if that'll affect Wisconsin's crowd. I all. hope so. Yeah, Patrick said a, eight, eighty-five degrees kickoff this Saturday. God, Love yeah, it. I saw that. Gonna be warm, but that's that's Very that's warm. all right. That's all right. ISU last year was atrocious. We were all sunburnt, and our paint was melting off of us. So <laughs> I'll take eighty-five over ninety-five. So. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think my freshman year, our first game was Middle Tennessee State, and it was like the yeah, like ninety-five. I wore jeans. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, Ricardo Allen blocked field goal, and we don't win that game. <laughs> fun, fun stuff. Um, I did have a question. Uh, we had a question from Twitter for you, Kylie. Um, so the, it was from Dustin Blythe. I hope that's how you say your last name, Dustin. I apologize if I mispronounce it. Um, he's saying he hears the chatter from the fan base, but amongst the students, is there a desire to move on from shout and start a new fourth quarter tradition? So I have also seen the chatter. I am. I love shout. I think it's one of the things that really sets like Ross Aid aside. I know that there's a. <laughs> There's another school that does, I can't remember who does shout, but I think we do it better. And seeing like the video on ESPN opening night with Penn State and the entire stadium is doing shout is one of the coolest things that you will ever see. Um, So when we had met with athletics and we talked about traditions, they said that shout is not going anywhere. So I'm sorry to the fans who are anti-shout, but I personally like shout. So you're, I I know why you like it because I think, and the reason why. Like myself, I'm, I might include Tanner in on too. I'm not sure if how he feels about it, but a lot of the I hate saying older fan base because we're not that old. But those of us, there, those of us, there were there. Who, yeah, those of us who were there, like especially during the Hazelers, when kind of when it started. When did it start, Tan? Did it start with Hope? Or was it's, it Tiller? Still? It was Tiller. It was Tiller. Okay. Yeah. It was funny. Like when it got to like the end of Hope into Daryl, like Daryl Hazel games, when it was like we're playing Wisconsin, it's 68 to nothing at the end of the third quarter. There's 12 people there's, in the stands. <laughs> there's 3,000 people and 2,500 of them are Wisconsin fans. Yeah. And like they're trying to do shout. It's like the most demoralizing yeah. thing. So I think that's the alumni base has that image of a empty Ross and they're trying to get the crowd fired up to a game that we're not going to win at all. Um, 
but yeah, it's been a lot more enjoyable these last couple yes. of years. Yes. So I will say that. Yeah, unfortunately, there's some PTSD from the Hazel era yes. that I just never got to get over. But I, I just Googled who else does shout. It's Oregon. Oregon is the other oh. school that uh, does shout. I didn't realize their stadium's smaller than Purdue's. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's surrounded by forests, so it, the, yeah. the, the noise bounces off the trees. It's hmm. very loud there. Um, well, that'll be interesting when they have like are actually in the big 10 and we're both doing shouts. So. Yeah. 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 It's going to feel like a home game out West. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Kennedy asked, does the Tiller tunnel have AC? Um, it- so I got a sneak peek the other day of Tiller oh. tunnel and it, I'm pretty sure it's air conditioned. They did have fans in there cause it was getting painted. So it could have been placebo effect. Um, but it wasn't hot in there. So that's kind of great that long anyway so yeah that's good yeah. are they then, gonna have like i guess can you see do you know if they're gonna have like like is it like video boards in there like they're like or just gonna be just gonna like paintings or do you know what's gonna be um, like the decorations in there so i've seen the decorations but we were not allowed to take pictures of them so for Sorry. athletics purposes i will not disclose that's what's fine. inside yeah. of it until they let the public know yeah. fair 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 enough yeah, that 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 is getting dedicated uh, homecoming against Illinois. Uh, Arnett Tiller is going to be back. A lot of former players are going to be back. I know Sean Phillips is going to be the honorary captain that game. The A train Mike Allstott is going to be the honorary captain um, this Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah. So always good to have the A train back. And Patrick Kennedy, he's suggesting ACDC's Highway to Hell for like a for a for a new tradition. So I I'm excited to see what the song's going to be with the intro video. I'm always pumped for that week one. Yep. You know, la- Kylie, or last year was cool. I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I asked my mom to play War Pigs in the car and she asked if I had a soul. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's because it was the hype video for us. Like, oh, that was a great one. I love that crazy yeah. train last year. That was fun. That was a fun yeah. one. Um, more times than not, they're good. There's been a couple of years where it's eh, doesn't yeah. do much, but I feel like with the the marketing team and how like Walters is on social media, especially with like all like the '90s rap and stuff that they've been including, I think it'll be. I I don't think you'll be disappointed. Good, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Anything else you'd like to plug or, or talk about uh, in regards to the brigade or, or this year's? Uh, Actually, I did have one other question. Uh, sorry, and it's going to no, put you on the spot. Just because I just thought of this because it was because I know you're also you're a big sports fan in general. Um, we had, and we had a discussion about this in our group chat the other day. So you have a hundred points that you can divvy up between your favorite sports teams based off how big of a fan you are of that team. How would you divide up your points? All right. So my sports teams She's ready. are um, <laughs> they're the Chicago Cubs. Oh Jesus! In this. <laughs> um. Wait. Do I just play it up between Purdue basketball and Purdue football? Or yes. Is Purdue yes. okay? Okay, so Purdue basketball, Purdue football, and then Tampa Bay. Okay, so I'm going to have to give 60 to Purdue, like, to start off. And I think I'll go – Like 60 football or is that 60 – That's 60 for Purdue as a whole. So then 40 – What if you were splitting up 40 and 20? Yeah, but don't don't hate me for saying that forty of it is for Purdue football no, and twenty percent of it is for basketball. Okay, um, just because I don't have paint crew and I never have, so my experience in Mackey is probably a lot different than a lot of other people's. But like my experience in Ross State has always been super special. 
Um, okay, so yeah, I would do 40 and 20 for football and basketball. That leaves me with 40. I would go 10 for the Bucks because I haven't really been paying attention to them, and then 30 of it would be for the Cubs. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. I, I, I think if I if I'm not mistaken, Evan, wasn't I tied with Purdue football and basketball? Yeah, yeah, tied. But but I, I will say and even though Purdue basketball's I would say between the two for most Purdue fans, Purdue basketball's more popular than football. But there's just something about a college football Saturday. Yes. It, it, it's 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 more of of an event. Not mm-hmm. just the game, whereas basketball, it's cold outside. You're not going to do anything. You're going to go to the uh, game. You get to the stadium. You, yep. you, you get, yep. get in and get out. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So whereas football, I mean, the tailgating, uh, you know, it's only six or seven Saturdays a year. Normally some good fall weather. Uh, yeah, I just, as, as a whole event, there's something about that. that so I, if I had to choose gun to my head between the two, I would probably side with you and choose Purdue football. I think mine was 40 for Purdue basketball, 35 for yeah. Purdue football. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's yeah. a slightly more bigger basketball fan, but yeah, yep. there is something like, yeah. like I, I've been like not being able to sleep this week. Cause I'm so excited for Saturday. <laughs> uh, like if basketball, I get that way too, but yeah, there's just something leading up to that week before a big football game for yep. sure. Yep. Yep. So um, anything else you'd like to plug for the brigade? Is it, is it too late if students are listening to this and want to join the brigade? Is it too late? Um, Yes and no. Okay. Um, okay. So the way that Purdue works, and it's probably going to have to change because of how increasingly popular it is, is students would buy a boarding pass and then they add on the additional packages for like the student sections that they want to be in. I'm not sure if it was the same way when you guys were here, um, but we sold out of boarding passes in 48 hours. So the freshmen wow, didn't awesome. get the option and it, it was extremely unprecedented. So go us for getting people to come out yeah, to the games. That's awesome. But if you have a boarding pass but don't have Ross Aid Brigade, call the ticketing office and have them add you, us to your account. That's the only way to do it. Sorry if you've been requesting to join us on Boiler Link. I cannot accept <laughs> you that way. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then we also have T-shirt pass up tomorrow. We're not doing it at the games. So <laughs> just a PSA. If a student wants to join, like try and you know become a board member of the brigade, like how, how what does that process look like, or when would they want to? When would they look out for those type of callouts? So we have actually like a Google form where we're going to be pushing on social media, which people will fill out, and then as an executive board, we're going to filter through the responses and then give people a call back and be like, hey, we want to sit down with you for an in-person interview. And then after like that second round of interviews, we'll let you know if you're going to be on the board or not. Solid. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, before we let you go, I have to ask, are you a fan of Mad Mushroom in particular, their cheese sticks? Um, so I'm gluten free. So oh, I can't oh, have no. the cheese sticks. Oh. But they have a good gluten free pizza. All right. So. All right. Okay. All right. All right, I, I thought I had I set up for a home run there, and then I thought I thought I, sh- thought I struck out. But uh, yeah, yes, we are excited to announce that we are sponsored again for I don't know, was it three or four years in a row. I don't I don't remember exactly. Nice top fourth my head. year, yeah, fourth, fourth year. year in a row by Mad Mushroom, and you can use promo code Break Five for five dollars off any order over twenty dollars. 
Mad Mushrooms has been serving Boilermakers since 1993. They're located in the heart of West Lafayette, and they're known as the home of the original cheese sticks. But whenever Evan, Andrew, and I go there, we like to sit down and have an ice-cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which unfortunately I don't know what it is yet. For September. It's, a new month. it's a new month tomorrow, so yeah. But, but watch on our socials. We will have yeah. it up there tomorrow. So next time you're in West Lafayette, uh, stop in, tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Or any Boiler Breakdown listener or viewer can use that coupon code BREAK5 in all caps online at madmushroom.com. That's madmushroom, feed your head. I got to enjoy some Mad Mush at your bachelor party. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I could go for some right now. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> And Evan, uh, for our other sponsor, uh, they've been really pumping out the Purdue gear lately. Mm-hmm. They have Kylie. Are you, are you familiar with the shop located? I in am not. Yeah. So the shop, they are. This is their third year with us now. Mm-hmm. Um, based in Indianapolis, um, actually they're they're Purdue owned, which is awesome. But they specialize in you know uh, they have licenses with a, a lot of Indiana colleges: Purdue, IU, Ball State, Indiana State. Uh, Nepal, see. Wabash. Nepal, yeah, Wabash. Um, not Notre Dame because screw mm. them. Um, but <laughs> they do a lot of like vintage gear. The shirt I'm wearing is is from the shop. Great, great uh, people. They they do all things Indiana, like Indiana, like you know, force or anything like they'll do vintage gear for anything. All things Indiana, the state of Indiana. Um, you can get sweatshirts, t-shirts, gla- uh, mugs. I've got a glass that has the drum. Um, Tell me what else they have. Tan. They do stuff with the Pacers. Um, yeah, Colts. 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 I don't know um, if it's actually a thing Indi- with the Colts though. Indy five hundred. They're hugely Indy five hundred. That's like their biggest thing. Um, Indiana Staples. I mean, like concert venues, yeah. uh, old arenas mm-hmm. that aren't around anymore. Really yeah. cool things all over yeah, the they, board. They've been doing. Yeah, vintage, they've been. They started out in twenty eleven in a garage in a basement, essentially. And now they're they've got two brick and mortar locations in Indianapolis, and then they also have an online store. And they've been great with us. If you use promo code Breakdown at, your, at when you check out. You get twenty five percent off your entire order. Um, great people. Shirts are incredibly comfortable. Sweatshirts are incredibly comfortable. Uh, it's it's yeah. They're kind of they've been doing the vintage thing kind of before it became really really popular as of late. So they're really fun to work with. I'm really glad to have them on again. And they got some nil deals with a few mm-hmm. college athletes too. So go support those those uh, those athletes as well. I'm not sure who uh, they got on the docket for Purdue this year, but yeah, I know I'm sure they got done. somebody. I- we did an interview with Alex. He looks like he's the owner, co-owner. Mm-hmm. He's a Purdue grad. We did an interview with him a couple of years ago, and he wants to come back on. So we'll have to get like that because I'm really interested to interview him again because when we first interviewed him, it was like right when NIL kicked off. And I'm interested to see how it's been going for the last couple of years. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, anything else you'd like to plug as we as we call our uh, season kickoff episode a close here? Um, no, I'm just really excited, and I hope uh, Boilermaker fans, wherever they're traveling from, are ready to kick off the season for the 100th season in Ross-Aid this year. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. That's something we didn't even mention, the 100th season in Ross-Aid. It's hard to believe, but uh, I know Purdue's doing a lot of fun things. They're doing a new podcast I saw with Tim Newton leading the way where he and uh, I don't remember who his co-host is are going to interview uh, different players, one player a week, and and uh, bring up some of the most memorable wins in Ross State history. So a lot of cool stuff Purdue's doing. Marketing department's doing a great job. Uh, can't be more excited to get in Ross State on Saturday and let's boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Bulldogs. Yep, thanks for joining us, Kylie. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.